everyone. Welcome back to the Gryffindor Common Room. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm your host, Michelle. And we do not have a guest this week. We're not discussing Gryffindor House, like solely Gryffindor House this week. Uh, yeah, life kind of yeah. got away from us, and now we're recording like 12 hours before the episode is going to be released. So, yeah. So this will be unedited, which again, you know, if you've listened to any of our uh, phone call grab bag episodes, that means pure chaos reigns. Uh, the huge problem with that today is that Retta and I are both in a mood. And us in a mood and no editing? Yikes. It's going to be a punchy one. <laughs> Too bad we don't have a certain guest to actually punch. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? And so it begins. <laughs> uh, yeah, this week we're just going to be kind of continuing on our conversation from last week about the four houses, but we're going to be kind of going into more like our impressions of them, as well as some of the stereotypes behind them, a little bit of the history of the four houses. Uh we definitely know the names of all four and will not have any duplicates. You know, <sighs> I knew that was going to come up. <clears throat> I, I didn't knew. say which one of us it was. I just said that we definitely knew all four. <laughs> yes. They're Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw. <laughs> yep, that's the four. Okay, look, I was making the show notes and, you know, if any of you are parents, you understand this. Someone starts talking to you and you get a little bit distracted. So I listed Ravenclaw twice and it wasn't until Retta points out to me as we were loading up our recording programming Zencaster and she goes, you know, <laughs> are you sure about those four houses? And I look and I went, oh, Oh, no. Well, and what's funnier is that I sent a screenshot in our group chat with our social media manager, and Kelly just, like, love reacts to it and doesn't say anything. And I'm like, these dorks. I love them. <laughs> well, like you called us in that one, uh, our, our LeakyCon episode, Griffin Dorks. It yep. fits. Which was a so. massively popular episode somehow. Right? Like, since we recorded, like, our first 12 episodes or so, our top 10, like, they might have changed position, but, like, our top 10 episodes have always been, like, within our first 12 episodes. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, our LeakyCon recap is, like, what, number three, number four, or something like that right now? It's It just moved down to number four. Uh, Right now, our... Top listen to episode is episode two, top five moments, and top five favorite characters. And then uh, number two is the Great Snape Debate. It finally went back into second place, uh, which I think that's funny. That's with Preston. And then we have episode number three, moments in the books um, that should have been in the, in the movies. That was also with Preston. That's in number three. And then our Gryffindorks is at number four. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool to see. Yep. So, um, but yeah, when we're gonna do this 
dive into the houses today, we're also going to be looking at some of the most popular characters from each house. For Gryffindor, we are leaving out the Golden Trio. because no, Can we talk about them this week? We can talk about them a little bit, but I want to talk about some other strong characters within that house. I know, but you always leave out the Golden Trio. Because they're the Golden Trio and they're always mentioned and we know how awesome they are. Yeah, but this is a Harry Potter podcast. We should talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> well, yes, and we will be covering it. <laughs> but we're going to also be talking about, for example, with Gryffindor, we have Neville, who comes out of nowhere and shows his true Gryffindor side. True. Fair. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Then we're going to be talking about some of the bad characters from each house. Because even Gryffindor, as much as we love our own house, has some bad characters. Yes, it does. And then the same can be said for Slytherin. Slytherin actually has some great characters that were not bad. Um, and of course, you know, they, they have their ones that were absolutely horrible. But they do have some good ones. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to talk about those. Um, yeah, so for a quick recap for, you know, anyone new to the show, number one, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we do a weekly deep dive into the books, the movies, the characters, the plots, uh, you name it, and we study it. And then we talk about it and you get to listen to us. So, you know, welcome to the Gryffindor Common Room. Have a seat in one of the comfy armchairs, grab your mug of butterbeer, and join us. And all houses are welcome at the Gryffindor Common Room. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, and before we get too far into the show, please don't forget to rate, like, follow us, leave a review wherever you're listening, whatever they let you do to give feedback. Um, it always means a lot to us, and um, that helps platforms to know like hey this is a cool podcast we should show it to other listeners so please do that for us help us out yes yes all right you ready to get into this yeah let's do it all right so let's talk gryffindor Um, our house the best house in my opinion (laughs) i mean I mean, I'm proud to be a Gryffindor. I am too. And I think everyone should be proud of their house. Yes. But it was founded by Godric Gryffindor. um, And he instructed the Sorting Hat to choose students um, that had the traits and characteristics that he most valued, such as courage, chivalry, nerve, and determination. Mm-hmm. And our emblem is a lion, and our colors are scarlet and gold. Yep. Um, also noted that our house ghost is nearly headless Nick. <laughs> nearly headless? How can one be nearly headless? Like this. <laughs> Such a classic scene. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Mm-hmm. It was very good. So, 
let, let's go through these. So we've got daring, nerve, chivalry, courage, bravery, determination. What are, what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, we were talking a little bit about this at the Gryffindor panel at this past LeakyCon about how like a lot of times it Gryffindors get the stereotype of always wanting to be in the spotlight and wanting to be the leaders and that it's not necessarily that we want to be it's that we see a need and we're like oh well nobody else is filling it so I'll just do it mm-hmm. and I you know I think that plays a lot into the like daring and bravery and even the chivalry a little bit because I mean if you're truly being a leader then you're serving that's how you be a true leader. So I think we, you know, as Gryffindors, I think that we get characterized as being the muscle of the group, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not dumb by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, we're not Ravenclaws, but we're not idiots either. I mean, I'm sure there are some. I mean, I can think of a few right off the top of my head, but Cormac McLean. Yeah, you know, you went there. Um, yes, I did. Yeah, and I'm not just talking about the character we all know from the books. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. I knew that was going to come up. I knew that was going to come up. Yeah, Cormac. Definitely. You know, um, I'm going to leave that one alone. But I, I think a lot of the times, I mean, people go, oh, well, you're a Gryffindor. You know, you're you're the big, strong one. Mm-hmm. I think that's a wrong stereotype for us. I don't think it's an unfounded stereotype. I think Gryffindors can fall into that. And it's a stereotype for a reason. Same way that, like, you know, the good guys are always Gryffindor is also a stereotype, but it's not necessarily true, and it shouldn't necessarily be, like, a defining characteristic, if that makes right. sense. And I feel like some of the times that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, question for you here, as a Gryffindor, do you feel that those moments when you're not strong, that you show any weakness, people go, well, you're a Gryffindor, you're not allowed to, or that you even question in your own head, no, I'm a Gryffindor, I can't do that, I can't act this way. Yeah, I definitely internalize that a lot. I don't know that it's necessarily related to the whole, like, you know, specifically to the House of Gryffindor, but it's very much so a, well, I need to be better than this. Just internalized pressure that I don't need to be placing on myself, if that, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Like, you're you're a human. You're allowed to just need help with things. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 
what would you view as some of the bad characteristics for our house? Because that's something I want to touch on. Uh, I think ego can easily become a problem for many Gryffindors, and I am absolutely including myself in that because I have to keep myself in check to make sure that I'm not becoming too egotistical. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I think like ego and arrogance are two big ones. What about you? What do you think? I think our determination can be our downfall as well. Yeah, because when it turns into stubbornness. Right. It, you know, not every situation, but there are a lot of situations where you, you do try something and it's not working. And, you know, hey, keep trying that, you know, if you fail, get up, try again. Mm -hmm. But at some point, there might be a limitation that you're not in control of. And instead of going, hey, you know what? I need to stop. This is not good for my mental health or my physical health or anything else. I think sometimes we keep going with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And we need to learn when to say, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> yep. And we don't. Yeah. Because we don't like admitting to weakness. Or at least no. 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 No, 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 no. No. I, I, sometimes I think our bravery as well. Yeah, when the bravery becomes recklessness. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. Now, I mean, have you ever noticed that within yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, And more so when I was younger because I was an idiot. More of an idiot. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I knew if I didn't, you would. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, yeah, it just... It's like, oh, that's probably fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything is not, in fact, fine. And I need to be less foolhardy and more conscientious of my surroundings and what is actually safe and what is not. <laughs> Right. Yes, definitely. And I think sometimes, too, as Gryffindors, when we put on that brave face, sometimes that's exactly what it is. It's a brave face, even if we're not. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of Neville when he was trying to stand up to the Golden Trio. Mm -hmm. um, I'll fight you. Right. Okay. No. Let, let's not. You don't need to be brave in this moment. Well, and it's kind of like the difference between courage and bravery. Because courage is not the absence of fear. It's choosing to take action even when you are afraid. Yeah. Yes. Very much so. Much so. Um... What would you say uh, is your favorite character or characteristic, sorry, of us? Of like you and I as friends or oh, of Gryffindor, Gryffindor as a whole? Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor. 
I think probably that courage. Like, just... Mm -hmm. I mean, even for, like, for you and I specifically, we have various chronic health issues. There are times it takes a lot of courage for us to just get out of bed and face the day. Hmm. Yeah. And, like, courage to overcome social anxiety and to overcome whatever obstacle comes into our path. Like, that, to me, is a very, like... Even if I had no idea what Gryffindor was, I still think courage would be a very defining trait for me as a person. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, so you wanted let's let's talk characters from Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. Some of the top Gryffindors. Go ahead. Let's let's hear your deep dive under the Golden Trio on this. Okay, I. I related a lot to Hermione. Like, me as a kid was Hermione to a T. Not as much anymore just because my personality has changed a lot. But I just, I love that even though her, so many people in the fandom see her as just like the smart person, that her house is not Ravenclaw. Like, she does truly belong in Gryffindor because of her sense of adventure and her sense of morality and justice wanting to do the right thing and choosing to do the right thing even if it scares her. Yeah. Hermione is definitely in my top list there. Definitely. Um, Harry is similar reasoning. Anybody who says he actually belonged in Slytherin, I'm like, can I quote you how many times it's like, Harry sees with a sudden sense of recklessness. Or Harry, feeling reckless, did this stupid thing. That's very Gryffindor. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, if we're, we're going to talk Gryffindors, I think, are, are noteworthy other than the Golden Trio. Of course, we have Neville. I explained why earlier. <clears throat> he tries to show that bravery in book one and in movie one. And by the time you get to book seven or movie eight that's where you really see neville coming through as a gryffindor Mm -hmm. and sometimes with gryffindors i think that's what it takes i think it takes reaching a certain asian maturity level before those characteristics can turn from their good or from their morally gray into their good Mm -hmm. um I would definitely say the twins. The twins are, I think, epitome of Gryffindors with their determination. Mm -hmm. We're going to drop out of school and we're going to start a joke shop and we're going to make a good business out of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then returning to school to fight in the final battle. <sighs> right. Yeah. And I think they knew one of them wasn't going to make it. I, I think they knew that for a while. Any particular reason behind that reasoning? Um... Because they they couldn't do anything apart. 
Hmm. You know, and I, well, I know that twins are, are close. You know, looking at my cousin's children, for example, who are twins, they still have activities outside of each other. Uh, Fred and George did not. So it's almost like they were trying to cram an entire life within those short years. Okay. I had not thought about that before. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I look at, you know, also my husband's best friend. He's a twin. He's an identical twin. And he and his brother are not constantly together. Are they close? Very much so. But we went out to, uh, well, lunch technically with both of them when they were in town visiting. And I don't think they spoke more than 10 words to each other the entire time. It was them having conversations with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred and George didn't do that. They were constantly starting and finishing each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to say Bill Weasley as well is a great Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. To get attacked like he did. And then well, to become it- a curse breaker in ancient Egypt, I'm like, that is, that is a Gryffindor job if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Not only that, uh, either that or Ravenclaw, because you've got to be brilliant. You have to have a brilliant mind to do that as well. True. That's very true. Uh, So, you know, either house, I I could see that. But more after he was attacked and his perseverance Mm -hmm. and his determination of this is not going to end me. This is not going to be my final moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I'm going to say Molly Weasley, too. Yeah. To know that they were fighting the odds that they were, but still to continue on with being part of the Order despite it all takes Mm -hmm. guts. It does. It takes guts. Well, okay, if you want to talk bravery, let's, let's start off by saying that she raised Fred and George. Yeah. Um, because that's its own level of bravery right there. But she was willing to take on Bellatrix. And it wasn't even a, like, carefully thought out, okay, I'm going to put together this strategy, blah, blah, blah. It was very much so a knee-jerk of the moment. I've already lost one of my sons. I am not allowing you to touch another one of my children. Absolutely not. This is not going to happen. I will not stand for it. Right. And let's go to the first war. She lost her twin brothers. or her, Well, I think they were twins. We don't know. Yeah. But she lost her brothers. Then she loses a son in the next one. She almost loses another son before that. Because Bill could have easily have died. Oh, yeah. And she's still right there doing the right thing. Um, especially to take on a witch as unhinged as Bellatrix. Yeah, because Bellatrix is not going to be trying to play fair. 
No. Not at all. So, now, let, let's talk some evil Gryffindors. Peter Pettigrew. Well, first, let me first tell you that it, to, to get our list of evil Gryffindors, or to get any type of list, I pulled up an article. And yeah, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and call out who did the article. Because I might be Gryffindor, but my Slytherin is showing Screen Rant. Which, usually Screen Rant has some good articles. It was called Harry Potter, 11 Most Evil Gryffindors of the Whole Series. And guess who's number one? Dumbledore? Harry Potter. What? Number two, Ron Weasley. Number three, the Weasley Twins. Sorry, I should say that Harry was number 11. Ron was number 10. The Weasley Twins were number nine. Lupin was number eight. Sirius Black, number seven. Number six, James Potter. Mm, I don't really like him, but yep. Um, then Dumbledore. Then Ramilda Vane. Then Cormac McLaggen. Then Percy Weasley. Then Peter Pettigrew. I mean, a point can be made for some of those, but... Okay, their point with Ron, I view as all movie-based. I don't view it... Okay, then again, it is screen rant, not book rant, screen rant. But their whole point is him abandoning Harry and Hermione when the Horcrux kind of played its tricks on him. That's what you're going to take away from Ron's character? Really? Clearly you haven't seen the first movie if that's what you're taking away about Ron. Right. Or some of the other. Or No, clearly, not only that, but you haven't read the books. Because the movies, like you and I said in that other episode, the movies did Ron dirty. And his, his good characteristics really did not shine through. But you said Peter Pettigrew. I don't disagree with you, but let's hear what you have to say about Pettigrew. I, what more do you need to say? I mean, he chose to betray his friends to Voldemort himself and then right. was, like, a key factor in keeping Voldemort's barely alive existence alive in the first place and then enabling him to like have a full body to come back to full power. Mhm. I mean, literally like right-hand man of Voldemort and not even because like Voldemort was like so nice and so kind and so persuasive to him, like literally just out of fear. Right. Because he was a genuinely terrible person. And there are not many people that I will say are genuinely terrible people. Peter Pettigrew was one of them. Uh, I will also say there's Ramilda Vane. I will agree with them on that. Yeah, trying to slip somebody a love potion, which is basically a date rape drug, not okay. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> especially, and you know what, I, I'm going to call it out, like, you know, and I, I am probably going to get some hate from this, and y'all can say what you want. Yell at me what you want. 
stop following us, but I'm going to say this in a time when women need to be trusted, when we say, Hey, this is what happened to me. If you're going to be a scumbag woman and try to do that to a guy, you're a big part of the problem. Oh yeah. Like it's not okay for anybody to do that to anybody ever. Regard like gender no. aside does not matter. It's not okay for anybody to ever do that to another living person. Co- correct. Definitely correct. But you know, we as women, you know, we're, we're not always taken as seriously when we say, "Hey, this guy did this." And then as a woman, you're going to do this? Oh. Sweetheart, no, no, no. Let's have a little chat. So I have a lot of disrespect and dislike for her because of that. And especially because it's like just treated as this like, oh, ha ha, so funny. Ron accidentally got a love potion that was meant for somebody else. And you're like, Mm -hmm. do you not see an issue with the fact that your students, A, have access to love potions and be or trying to give it to any other student. You don't think right. that's problematic at all? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But then it's, again, it is Dumbledore, so. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get to that one. Um, there's one you mentioned earlier as well. Cormac McLaggen. He was just this. I mean, the character. I mean, the character. Obnoxious toad. And that applies to both? Yeah. I. If you guys can't tell, we have code words for people that we have since named them after Harry Potter characters. And, well. If the shoe fits, that's all I'm going to say about it. Um,. He's an example of, Cormac the character, is an example of when Gryffindor traits are turned toxic. Right, well, I mean, he put down Ron and Ginny because of the quote-unquote financial standing of their family. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a complete jerk to Hermione. When he was her quote-unquote date for the Slug Club Christmas dinner. And then tried to explain Quidditch to Harry. I, mm, listen, I cannot with the mansplaining. And we don't even have to call it mansplaining. When you're just explaining something that does not need to be explained to somebody because... They already know about it. Like, just maybe don't. Like, do not offer unsolicited advice. If people are asking for help on something, sure, that's fine. Be a helpful person and answer their question. That's great. But don't pretend and, like, throw around how much of an expert you are. (laughs) And especially if you're not even actually an expert on it. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. And then, let, let's, you know, speaking of that, let's go into Dumbledore. 
We have a whole episode on him. <laughs> For a reason. Yes, please go listen to that if you would like our thoughts on Dumbledore and why we... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... Okay. Yeah. He accomplished some things, but he was manipulative and a liar, and he withheld the truth that he did not actually have a good reason to withhold. Correct. You know, he used people like... There's just a whole host list of issues with Dumbledore. You're not wrong. All right, so let's go into... Let's move on. Yeah. Let's go... (laughs) Yeah, so much for us keeping this one. A short episode, Retta. Um, You're the one that kept going. I, that was pointing at both of us, dear. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. I wasn't just calling you out. I was making fun of both of us. Okay, so let's go into Ravenclaw. So its founder is Rowena Ravenclaw. And she wanted her members of the house to be characterized by their wit, their wisdom, learning, um, acceptance, intelligence, and creativity. Uh, the ghost is the gray lady, who is the daughter of Rowena. You know, we should do a deep dive one day into the ghosts. We will. Yeah. It's a good idea. Okay. Um, and even though it's called Ravenclaw, <laughs> the, uh, symbol for them is the eagle. Their colors are blue and bronze. It is... I'm not even a Ravenclaw, okay? And the amount of merch that I see that has a raven on it... Oh, like the like the Squishmallows that are out at um, Walmart right now, which I have not gone and seen, but it's been all over my uh, TikTok FYP. And the animal is a raven. <laughs> Y'all, like... And it's, like, officially licensed merch, too. And I'm just... I'm like, guys. I understand that the name is Ravenclaw, but, like... Can can you pretend that you know how to read and look at the books, please? It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't done by Warner Brothers themselves. It's so bad. And then the colors are always blue and silver. Which, like, it's blue and silver in the movies, whatever. But, I... (laughs) Why they even changed it from the book to the movies is beyond me. And, I don't know. Ravenclaws, let us know if this is something that you're actually upset about. It bothers me, and I'm not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you know what? I'll send off a text to Preston. I'd be like, okay, I want you to go listen to this part right here and then answer it. Because <sighs> it bothers us. <laughs> right? Now, we're not going to do as much of a deep dive into Ravenclaws because us not being Ravenclaws, we don't have personal experiences with their traits. 
Yeah. Which so is why I, for our actual Ravenclaw discussion, we will have a Ravenclaw guest. Right. Um, so, again, their traits are wit, learning, wisdom, creativity, acceptance, and intelligence. Um, I'm... The acceptance, I don't know about. I look at how Luna was treated. Yeah, no. She was not treated with kindness and acceptance. Right. Um, what would you say if you had to pick something that you viewed as a downfall of theirs? Which one would you probably pick? I don't know. It's difficult to say because we have so few Ravenclaws that are presented in the books. Right. And I generally don't know that many Ravenclaws in real life. That's not... Well, okay, you know Preston and Luca, but... Yeah, well, and, like, like my friend Nell is also a Ravenclaw, mm. and, like, I know Lucy, and... Right, oh, Lucy, yes. Lucy's our pet, though. That's true. I don't know. I would, I would say that I would think that their intelligence would be their downfall. Um, and not in a, not by their own doing, but I think people might be put off by their intelligence. Mm. And I would think that some people might look at that and go, oh, well, you know, you think you're such a know-it-all, but they're really brilliant. Mm -hmm. Or you just so. get to talking about whatever it is that you know that you're excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which so, I do have a tendency to do, so I'm not just, like, trying to throw shade at other people, because I do that, too. <laughs> me and Harry Potter. Me and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Me and Percy Jackson. Uh-huh. Yeah. I may or may not have walked into work on September 1st and walked up to every Harry Potter fan and went, Happy Back to Hogwarts Day! Well, that's fair. It's a national holiday. <gasps> International. Oh, yeah. Um, but the looks I got from the non-Harry Potter fans <sniffs> was like, what? Back to Hogwarts State? What are you talking about? I'm like, it's September 1st. Look, if it's you're going... boring, just say that. <laughs> Acceptance is not a trait of Gryffindors, apparently. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Look, a couple weeks ago... No, it was earlier this week. Like, I had just gotten back from a weekend at two different conventions. I had had so much fun with my friends and my costuming groups, just like nerding out, being obnoxious. It was a wonderful time. We had so much and fun. The normal? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, my coworkers and I are super slow, so we're all like standing around and they're like, oh, what did you do this weekend? And I like show them a picture of us in our costumes. And it was just like crickets. Like, they were all just, like, completely silent. And after a full 30 seconds of silence, one of them goes, How old are you again? Mm. Oh, my. And I'm like, mm, Okay. That's fine. If you really want to get into that, like, 
I use these costumes for charity work to, like, brighten kids' days and grown-ups' days. And, like, we use these costumes to raise almost $20,000 for Make-A-Wish this summer. So it's not just some silly fad thing that we're doing. Like. Right. I mean, I get it. And I, I mean, I personally am very proud of what you do. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I, I brag on you a lot, by the Aww. way. Um, yeah, everyone at work ha- now knows that you won't be going to the next leak con because of how <laughs> important. No, not, not in a bad way. Cause they've all asked, Oh, is, uh, so Loretta's going to, and I'm like, no, no, no. She's got like this huge fundraiser. And like, do you know how important this is? And, oh my gosh, and can you imagine all the money they've raised? And I keep going on about it. And they're like, oh, that's so awesome. So, yeah, so they're all proud of you too. So, you know what? Tell the people that at your Longhorn to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. like my managers are all super supportive and like think it's super cool. But yeah, some of the servers were just a bit like. You do know you could probably get Darden to donate, right? Ooh. I should ask about that. I've got that JDRF walk coming up. Mm-hmm. Darden does donations because we're all about community service. Ooh, okay. I'm that's in our, that's that's core value number eight. Oh, my bad. I can't believe I forgot core value number eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do with all my spare time is just read over our company core values. My bad. You don't have them memorized yet? Um, okay, so... Anyway, we're so sidetracked. I'm sorry. We, you know, and this is unedited. So let's talk about some of the good Ravenclaws out there. Definitely Luna. Yeah. My Definitely. Girl. Um, we have her dad as well. He he was not bad. Nope. At all. He was different. Well, and even when we see him like you know, turning in the trio in Deathly Hollows, like he was just doing that out of love for it and desperation to get his daughter back. Right. It that was not is, a malicious thing. No, that is, I think, a, that had nothing to do with his house. That had everything to do with being a parent. Yeah. I think just um, about any parent would do the same in his situation. I really do. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Um, so we also have um, Ollivander. Oh, I did not know he was Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Ollivander. Uh, you know, brilliant wand maker. That is not an easy craft. No. Um, and to know Trevor- every single wand you've ever sold. <clears throat> yes. And of course, you know, we have the head of house, uh, Flitwick. Mm-hmm. Phileas Flitwick. We have uh, Trelawney, Sybil Trelawney. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I hate to say it, we have Cho Chang. I was a, not a fan of Cho Chang. I'll be honest. She was just such a poorly written character. And it's like, you're going to give us... This little of Asian representation, and you're going to give the character the name Cho Chang? Really? Really? Mm, Okay, so I did read, and I don't know how accurate this article was, okay? But 
that if they had given the character a non-Asian name but made him Asian, it would have been like, oh, so we're going to forget they're Asian? Like, you can't even give him a name that represents? Well, you can give her a name that represents without being so, like, stereotypical. Some of the names were supposed to be. No, no, not stereotypical. Um, Something you would definitely associate with that character in a way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so, um, and I'm not, again, I'm not, my biggest problem with Cho goes back to the last book. When Harry is looking for the last, the lost item. I'll help you find it. And Jenny's like, like, heck you will. <laughs> Paws off my boyfriend. I don't care that he broke up with me. That's mine. Leave him alone. It's a break, not a breakup. It's a break. It's temporary. Oh. Leave my future husband alone, wench. Um, and then we have some evil ones. But some evil. Some Just outright incompetence. <laughs> you knew where I was going with that one. Um, so, and what we're talking about here is, oh, hold on. Going back to the good ones, we have Padma Patel. Oh, yep. I, oh, I forgot about her. I feel horrible. Um, Unbelievable. I know. I'm horrible. Um, but going to the bad ones, we have Quirrell. Oh, yeah. Ew. Really just a terrible person. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to let Voldemort live in the back of my head. Yeah, and help him murder an 11-year-old. Right, because that's what we do. Like, he failed to kill this now 11-year-old when said 11-year-old was an infant, so now I'm going to help him really get the job done. What is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> well, he wasn't exactly brilliant. And then let's go into, um, hmm, incompetent galore. Incompetence embodied. Yes. Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the what, what else can you say about the man? Incompetent is not a strong enough word. True. And in a way, he was evil. Not in the I'm a Voldemort follower evil, because he was not a follower at all of Voldemort. Um, but stealing people's memories and then obliviating them is pretty evil in itself. Yeah. So, and with like, uh, the arrogance too, just mm. <sighs> now, this one is not evil. Um, but she did something pretty bad. Marietta Edgecombe. Oh, yep. 
uh, for anybody who has not seen or read the books, read the books. Yeah. If you've only seen the movies, um, it was not in fact, Cho who gave up Dumbledore's army to Umbridge that no, 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 that was Miss Marietta Edgeco, Cho's friend (laughs) who does not Uh even, I don't, she doesn't even make an appearance in the movies. Does she? No, she does not. No. Um, yeah, so I think the reason for cutting out her character is it would have been a one-off, where in the books she's been mentioned, in the movies she had not. So just putting a character into one spot for the sake of that would have probably confused a lot of people. Which is totally fair. I mean, mm-hmm. you can, it's way easier to have minor side characters in a book than it is in a movie. Right. Because you can mention them in a, a book a few times and you'll remember seeing that name. Yeah. Or you, you can know, say, you- like, Marietta chose friend versus just, oh, this random other Ravenclaw student. You're not able to give that context in a movie like that. Correct. Correct. Um, so, yeah, don't really like her just because of what she did. And she makes this point of, well, it would have been hard on, uh, it was either one, I, her mom, dad, maybe both parents who worked at the ministry. And Harry's like, yeah, well, uh, Ron's dad works at the ministry and you don't have, see him with sneak written across his forehead. Yeah. And then Joe was like, that was a nasty thing for Hermione to do. And Harry's like, well, if she didn't snitch, she wouldn't have it written across her forehead. (laughs) Right? Yes. Um, Yes. Don't like her because of that. All right. So let's go on to Hufflepuff. Yeah. All right. Hufflepuff. Founder was Helga Hufflepuff. Uh, The... They are the inclusive group. Mm-hmm. They take everyone. Uh, the main traits are loyalty. They're just. They're hardworking. They have patience, fairness, and modesty. And Hufflepuffs are particularly good finders. <laughs> I wish y'all could see the look on my face right now. I'm very excited to have said that. <laughs> I'm not even going to comment. Not even going to Um, Their house ghost is the Fat Friar. Um, mm-hmm. I personally like the fact that their common room is by the kitchens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good place. Everybody should be there. Look. Can I have a third house? No. <laughs> you already float back and forth as it is, okay? I just want to be near the kitchens. I'll just pull Fred and George. <clears throat> True. I, and I do float. I, I, I have been very Slytherin this week. I'm mm-hmm. almost ready to retake the house quiz. <laughs> Y'all, she's wearing a Slytherin t-shirt right now. <laughs> 
I know. You know, Dantes keeps saying I'm Slytherin. Did you know that? Gee, I wonder why. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell Dantes you said that. When do I work with him again? Monday? Got it. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, also their head of house is Pomona Sprout. <sighs> Hufflepuffs are just awesome. I agree. I like Hufflepuffs. I don't get, I don't get why they get the hate that they do. Uh, because of stereotypes about them being pushovers or stoners or whatever other negative stereotype is given to them. Okay. Also, mm -hmm. two of the most Hufflepuff people that I've ever met, like, I had two friends in college that were both just, like, the most inclusive and friendly, outgoing, social butterflies, just loved everybody. And both of them told me stories about people that were like, I don't want to get to know you. You're too happy. Or you seem fake because you're so happy. And it just... I don't know if it's like overwhelms people or what the problem is, but people are too caught up in their own miserableness to be a decent human being back to Hufflepuffs. I have strong feelings about this. Melissa and Mandy are Hufflepuffs and we love them. Yes. I will fight anyone who wants to take on Hufflepuffs. Happily. Leave the Hufflepuffs alone. I'll fight you. What was that we said Gryffindors like to fight? Yeah, I will fight you over Hufflepuffs. Don't come after my Hufflepuffs. I will bite you. Michelle she knows will. I will make good on that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, you know what, though? I, I, okay, going back to what you said about being the happy, I get that. Um, so um, for those of you who have been listening for a while, you know I have an 18-year-old daughter uh, named Eileen. She is now a uh, college freshman. And for privacy sakes, I won't say where, <clears throat> but she uh, did a summer program, like a bridge program, before her technical freshman year. She knocked out about six credits. And I said, I asked her, I said, oh, you know, when she, she came home between that and, uh, this semester, I said, so did you make a lot of friends? She goes, yeah, I did. She goes, and then there were some people who just didn't like me. And I said, well, why? She goes, they said I was too nice and too bubbly and too friendly. That's not a valid reason not to like somebody. Just because you don't know how to know how to be nice without being fake doesn't mean that there are people in the world who can't. Ugh. Right? Yes. So maybe I'm just a little biased. But leave my Hufflepuffs alone. Again, Cannon will fight you. I would probably fight right? more for like a Hufflepuff's honor than I would for my own, to be honest. Say what you want to yeah. about me. I know I can be a jerk. Like, I will fully admit I can mm -hmm. absolutely be a jerk. Leave the Hufflepuffs alone. They've never done anything wrong ever. Except for Ernie McMillan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, Zachariah Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's one of my absolute favorite scenes in the entire series when, after the Quidditch match, Ginny just, like, rams right into his announcer stand. And she's, oh, sorry, Professor, I forgot how to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely um, never use tripping as an excuse for when I ran into people when I played basketball. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, no, right. Um, okay, so let's let's talk in some things since we're going ahead and covering the evil before we cover the good. Again, we do not view Cursed Child as canon, therefore Cedric Diggory is not making our list of evil Hufflepuffs. And if you don't know, in Cursed Child, he becomes a Death Eater. No. No. No, no. No, no. And let me repeat that one last time in case you didn't get it. No. Absolutely not. That honestly, that's one of the biggest issues that I have with Cursed Child. So I'm just like, I. Oh, yeah. It just, it's not. He was so badly humiliated. He became a Death Eater. What are you talking about? That is terrible writing. That is not at all how that would have happened. Right? Okay, but we're not we're not going on that tangent again. We already did it and we had a whole article written about how we were wrong. So <laughs> she went there. I wasn't gonna go there, but she did. I'm sorry. You're no, you're not <laughs> Okay, I'm not sorry. But if you're gonna call us out because we don't like something and we don't view it as canon, guess who's in the wrong? Not us. It's our show. We can call you out six months later if we want to. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> I'm so, I'm still bitter over what I found out the other day. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the good Hufflepuffs, which is ninety eight percent of Hufflepuffs. Um. My favorite Hufflepuff in the entire universe, other than my daughter, of course, Nymphadora Tonks. Yeah. She's awesome. I I love her. Absolutely adore her. I mean, it does not get much more Hufflepuff than, like, you have these abilities to turn yourself into any appearance that you want. Any height, your hair can be any color, your face can be any shape that you want, and... You choose to keep, usually you keep bubblegum pink hair. Um, And if you're not doing pink hair, then you're like, you know, transforming your nose into like a, you know, a duck or a pig or whatever, just Mm -hmm. to amuse other people at the dinner table when things are really, really rough. Like, (laughs) it's peak Hufflepuff energy and I'm here for it. I was talking to someone about that. And we were, we were talking about Tonks. And it was a what if Tonks and Lupin had lived. Can you imagine them getting to an argument? And I'm not talking like a, a mean argument. I'm talking in like a, well, Lupin, you said you were going to take the trash and you didn't take the trash argument. And him going, well, I didn't, I don't remember saying, you know, silly arguments that every couple get into. 
And her just in the middle of the argument having a duck bill just to throw him off. Uh, I like the headcanon about her transforming herself into Mad-Eye Moody and sneaking in while he's in the shower and just like ripping the shower curtain back and being like, constant vigilance! (laughs) I like that one. That one's funny. You know, poor Lupin at that point. At least she didn't walk in on their wedding night dressed or looking like him. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I'm here for our honeymoon. Excuse me. That was not a visual I needed. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners. Like we said, we are in a mood. (laughs) Or better yet. Oh, no. Don't. I'm concerned about where this is going. Better yet. You know, you know how, like, you wake up in the morning and you're all groggy? Yeah. Him rolling over and and having her look like Moody or Dumbledore or something like that just to freak him out and wake him up. It's (laughs) terrible. So you've got Dumbledore laying there in, like, Tonks' pajamas or nightgown? (laughs) That's horrifying. That's something I would do to my husband. Yes, I know. (laughs) I am very well aware of this. (laughs) Also, um, your Slytherin is showing. (laughs) I know. I don't care. You don't okay. ever care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Quit lying to the people. Stop telling them you're sorry. You're not. <laughs> okay. I do- Look, it's been a week. That's all I'm going to say. Um, And they trust me to SP tomorrow? <laughs> With a visiting manager? <laughs> What could go wrong? <laughs> Want that list? Okay, let's talk about some other really notable ones. Other than, like, Pomona... Uh, well, no. Not other than. Pomona Sprout. Her Balabichi teacher. Um, good woman. A little sarcastic. I like her. I think having her as a professor would be fascinating. Mm, most definitely. Um, mm, sorry, I had a cough there. We have um, Newt Scamander. Yeah, I love Newt. Yes, he is. He's adorable. Um. We have, like we said, Cedric Diggory. We have Justin Finch uh, Fletchley. Um, We have Hannah Abbott, who ends up marrying Neville Longbottom. Mm -hmm. It's a cute couple. It's pretty adorable. That that really is. Um, And then we have, I mean, they have a long list, but no one that really has stuck out um 
Ernie McMillan. Yeah. And he has his good moments. I mean, he's... Because he's in the DA, right? I think. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Like, he's not an evil character. And he does come back and apologize to Harry for when he's proven wrong. But... I'm sorry. Um... Did you just see that, Retta? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What? One of Michelle's headphones just fell off. Yes, however, I was holding my cup of coffee and it landed in my coffee. I think Peeves is messing with you. This is this has been a hot day. <laughs> I'm just, this is this is really an unchanged episode. Well, okay, so we're just gonna leave that earpiece off. I don't need it. No, I do not need it. Who needs it? Okay. Um, you were talking about Ernie when that went. Like he's willing to come and apologize to Harry when he's proven wrong. Yes, yes. Um, and that was after, that was during the whole Chamber of Secrets episode. And again, this is something that was not in the movie. But he thought, you know, that Harry was the heir of Slytherin and Harry was doing all this. And then when Hermione was petrified, he's like, oh, wait, no, he would never do that to Hermione. Yeah. So he apologized. And Harry's like, you think? <laughs> Which, right. Fair, but um, it's okay, Harry. It's going to be okay. <laughs> right. Um, there's a quote from Ernie McMillan about Dumbledore's army. And I think this says a lot about his personality. Personally, I think this is a really important, possibly more important than anything else we'll do this year, even with our OWLSs coming up. I personally am at a loss to see why the ministry has foisted such a useless teacher on us at this critical period. Obviously, they are in denial about the return of you-know-who. And that was his opinion on Dumbledore's army. So he had a really high opinion of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and it, it, which is funny because the McMillan family is part of the sacred 28. Oh, interesting. I did not realize he was a pureblood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, it doesn't say if he was a pureblood, but the name McMillan is part of the sacred 28. Oh, okay. So, uh, if... Even if he was, well, okay, if he was, that says a lot about him that he's willing to say, nah, -uh, that's wrong. And mm -hmm. if he wasn't part of the sacred, uh, if he wasn't a pure blood, that says a lot about his dad willing to say, screw pure blood supremacy. Mm -hmm. Either way, that speaks volumes for his family. Because yeah, it takes a lot to be willing to, like, speak out against prejudice that benefits you. 
if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, because look at what happened to the Weasleys. They were targeted because of it. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's move on to our secondary house. Slytherin. <clears throat> Slytherin House was founded by Salazar Slytherin. Uh, uh, Salazar wanted students that showed shrewdness, pride, determination, resourcefulness, ambition, cunning, and self-preservation. Uh, the head of Slytherin House does move around from time to time, uh, and its ghost is the Bloody Baron. It's you know what? We didn't cover Hufflepuff, by the way. They have a badger as their animal. And I would encourage any Americans to look up the British badger because what we have as a badger, that vicious, mean, ugly creature, is not the English badger. It's cute and it's adorable. Two completely um, different things. Yes. I would cuddle a British badger. I would run from an American one. Um, for Slytherin House, um, the animal is a serpent, otherwise known as a snake, and its colors are green and silver. So, any thoughts on Slytherin and their traits, seeing as how... <clears throat> Yeah. Um, they are unfairly stereotyped as the bad guys. I mean, even mm -hmm. Ron in the first one is like, there's not a witch or wizard who went bad who wasn't in Slytherin. Untrue. As we just covered all of the terrible people in the other three houses. We don't need to go back through that list again. Um. Yeah, honestly, because like... Like, of the people in my life, the three people I talk with the most are you, my friend Micah, and Emma. And you're, like, a little bit more Gryffindor than Slytherin, but you have a lot of Slytherin in you. And Micah and Emma are both, like, hardcore Slytherins. And it's just funny to me that, like, that's the way that the cards fell in my life. You're pretty Slytherin yourself. Yeah, I have my moments. Moments is what we're calling them now. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, new term. I think something that we share with um, Slytherin House is our determination. Oh, yeah. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. The, yes. Uh, because that's actually... That is a trait for both houses. Verbatim. Determination. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more at a later date about secondary houses and, and doing deep dives into secondary houses. But Slytherin, you know, cunning is not a bad thing. No. If you use it for the wrong reasons it can be but that could be but said for just honest. about any character trait if you use it 
for the wrong reasons or for the wrong means, it can be corrupted. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ambition, resourcefulness, self-preservation. Self-preservation is kind of a must. Yeah. When you're That's in a life people... and death situation, you want somebody who has a strong sense of self-preservation. Well, not only that, but think about it. Humans on a day-to-day journey live through self-preservation. When you get in a vehicle and you buckle your seatbelt, that is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Because you could be in an accident and not having your seatbelt on could be the end of that. That's a form of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Self-preservation is when you're going to cut up something for dinner and use a knife and you're careful and you're not being careless. Self-preservation. It's all determined. It's all how you use that self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And we all know where these traits can go bad. Well, and loyalty is one of those ones and I think we talked about this a little bit last week like loyalty I would say is a defining characteristic for Slytherin and Gryffindor and Hufflepuff yes and it's not to say that Ravenclaws can't be loyal because they absolutely can be Luna yeah but it's it yeah it's a defining characteristic but just motivated slightly differently like I feel like Slytherins, it's more so once you earn a Slytherin's loyalty, like, they will do anything that they possibly can for you. Whereas Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, it's not as much of an earned thing, I guess. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, with Slytherins, it reminds me, and if any of you have ever seen the, on either uh, YouTube shorts Um, the reels on Instagram or the videos on TikTok uh, where he goes, I'm not going to sing it because we all know how my singing goes. Uh, Somebody messed with my best friend, doodah, doodah. Somebody is going to die. And that's Slytherin right there. Mm -hmm. Mess with my best friend. I'm going to destroy you. I'm the only one that's allowed to pick up my best friend. Yes. You don't get to say that. You let Luca pick on me. <laughs> no, tell me why I send this woman a text. Okay, so, you know, if you've listened to our episode with Luca before, I worked with Luca. He left for a little bit, uh, went to another Longhorn closer to his home. He comes back to our Longhorn. I message Retta. I'm like, Luca's picking on me. She's like, good. What? Slytherin shows sometimes? Oh, honey. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Explanation? Uh, he's also your friend, so he's allowed to pick on you? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's okay. how that works. Science. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, 
all right, so we could go into a list of the bad um, <laughs> evil, horrible Slytherins, but we don't have five hours. So <laughs> let's talk about the good ones. Mm -hmm. um, I want to note that for anyone who's seen Fantastic Beast, I know that everyone's going to go, well, Michelle did not mention Letta Lestrange. She's on my list. Okay. But there are people who are not going to watch Fantastic Beast. It's not that I don't want to mention her. She did sacrifice herself. She did do the right thing. You can follow uh, the plot of that movie? Yeah. Kudos to you. I have no <laughs> idea what... I've seen that movie probably five times at least, and I still am just like, huh? <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. Anyway. All right. So let's talk about the good ones. Um, we have Horace Slughorn. Yep. We have Andromeda Tonks. Who, for the record, went against her family's wishes to marry uh, Muggleborn. Mm hmm. Even though she was part of the, like, black family and just was like no i don't care about your stupid pure blood ideals like <laughs> right um let's talk about rab regulus mm -hmm. black and we will do a little bit more of a deep dive on him at a later point uh for those who don't know if, if you've only again watched the movies um there was a lot more into R.A.B. than just him destroying the locket. He did what Snape did as far as he was a double agent. And successfully now, lied to Voldemort, which is right. no small feat. <laughs> correct. Unfortunately, his life ended early, so we don't know if he would have continued or if he and Snape would have teamed up. I'm sure um, there's plenty of fan fiction out there about that. I haven't read any. I'd have to really, really look. Yeah, not about them teaming up, no. No. It's gotta exist. It it, it has to, but I, I haven't read any. Um, I Then again, I haven't looked. I was gonna say, that's not necessarily like your type of typical fanfic, is it? Um, actually, it kind of is. I like fanfic that saves characters. Okay. That is my biggest trope in fanfic is let's change the ending. Like, one of my favorites is that Fred, um, Remus, and Tonks don't die. Aw. So... Or that they do die, but then when Voldemort's destroyed, they come back. I could get behind this. Um, but R.A.B. is not usually mentioned. Hmm. Uh, 
because I th- I think because he died in the first war or before it, not in the second. Usually those fix cover the second. So, mm. um, you know, it, and this is going to be a touchy one for people. Um, Narcissa Malfoy. She wasn't evil. I think a lot of it was just that she was a victim of circumstance. Because, well, yeah, I mean, she's out- the one that chose to marry Lucius, but how much of a say did she actually have in their allegiances or teaming up with Voldemort or any of that? Ultimately, when she had a choice and the power to do something about it, she chose to stand up against Voldemort. And again, total badass move was able to lie to Voldemort successfully. Correct. And how much of it too was her going along with status quo to protect her son? Yep. Um, But I personally, and you know what? This is a good one. If you guys remember anything in the books that she did that was evil or cruel, let me know. Let us know. Comment on this episode's um, comment section. Uh, Because I don't recall reading anything in the books that says she did anything evil. She never cast a horrible spell. She never murdered anyone. She was not a Death Eater. Yeah. She never took the mark. So, yeah? Yeah. Um, and this one's going to get some hatred from people. Severus Snape. You know, if you want to view him as morally gray, that's fine. I'm willing to accept that. But being morally gray does not make someone evil. I mean, without getting into the whole debate again, he did do some terrible things. But those, again, are not... His good and his bad deeds cannot outweigh each other. And so you right, can't, saying it doesn't you make can't truly, evil. yeah, you can't evaluate him just based off of the horrible things that he did and be like, oh, well, he's a bad person. Like, yeah, he did some bad things. A lot of people do bad things, so that doesn't automatically make them terrible. Right. Correct. Um, and then, again, another controversial one is Draco. And again, really just. A victim of his circumstances. (laughs) Right. And we're looking at Draco as a child. Now, it is revealed in 19 years later that he and Harry are cordial to each other. I don't think Harry would be cordial to him if he was evil. No. That's not how Harry works. Now, here's a big surprise for you. We hear in the books more than we do in the movies. We hear about Merlin. Merlin is a Slytherin. Huh. 
So there we go. The more you know. Exactly. Now, if you want to go into it, Scorpius Malfoy, Albus Severus Potter. Slytherins. So, so there we go. I mean, we don't know much about them, but. No, and I'm not going off of Cursed Child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't actually know much about them, but they, you know, the fact that they were Slytherin does not automatically make them terrible people. Correct. Also, like, they were kids. Um,. And so, like, anybody who is a child in Slytherin House, it's entirely unfair to them to try to judge them all based off of the stereotypes of their house because they are children. Right. So, let's let's not credit the father's wrongs to the children here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... And like you said, you know, and that is why I can't view Draco as even being evil because he's still a child. Children are going to make mistakes. Children are going to do the wrong things. And the fact that Draco was willing to marry Astoria Greengrass, who did not abide by the pure blood mentality, says a lot about him as an adult. Mm-hmm. So... All right, we ready for the Quizzler? Yep. <laughs> that didn't sound too sure. I may or may not have forgotten to prepare a question again. Here we go. Oh, I'm going to have to fix that in editing. That was so loud. Um... <laughs> No, we weren't editing this episode. I still do like the loudness normalization because otherwise your volume is always way quiet and mine is way loud. Mm, yes. Well, I will have a good mic next time we record. So there we go. Um, okay. I thought of a question. <laughs> okay. Go first. Uh, if Severus Snape was in the muggle world, what do you think his favorite fast food restaurant would be? Oof. That that's a hard one. Wow. I I don't think he'd eat fast food. Do you think he would go to restaurants? No, I think he would do a lot of carry out so he didn't have to associate with people. Fair. Fair. Or he'd use Uber Eats a lot. Where do you think he would get food from? I picture Snape as either the type that's going to live off Chinese takeaway. Mm. Or he's going to do something like where we work, Longhorn. He's going to have a good dinner. Yeah. Those both track. I don't think there's any middle ground. I don't see Snape going, hey, I think I'm going to order a pepperoni pizza today. No. That, that's no. No, oh. not at all. Oh. No. 
Are there wizarding restaurants? There have to be. I mean, there's like Leaky Cauldron and like the places in London and Hogsmeade. Like we've got the three broomsticks and stuff. But do you think there's like oh yeah magical restaurants, or does the three broomsticks actually have three broomsticks that are used as magical food delivery service? No, you know, in a lot of fan fiction, uh, Theodore not owns restaurant. Okay. Yeah, an Italian restaurant. Right. Uh, along with Blaze. Like, Theodore's kind of like the brains behind it, and Blaze is the, like, food expert. All right. Yeah. Or Theodore just happens to eat at Blaze's restaurant a lot. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, that's the thing. Um, okay. That was a good question, though. Thanks. I don't know where I came from other than just the chaos of my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, if any of our uh, listeners are doctors, if you could please prescribe this woman some ADHD medication, I would be internally grateful. They did try to prescribe it to me. I'm afraid to take it because what if it makes me boring? There's no chance of it making you boring. <laughs> I promise you. Boring is never a word I would associate with you. Aw. That's one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. <laughs> I have another compliment for you later, but I'm not going to feed your ego too much right now. That was probably for the um, best. <laughs> okay, so my question for you, this actually has to do with the houses. If you had to pick a house... It was not Gryffindor. What house would you want to join? The Sorting Hat goes, you get to pick, Rada. Go sit at your table. And it can't be Gryffindor or it can be? Cannot. Honestly, it probably would be Slytherin. Just because, like, I do share so many traits with that house. And also, like, I'm friends with so many Slytherins. As I mentioned. Dag, Abby. We forgot to mention them in our favorite Slytherins. Oh, yeah. I mean, Micah and Emma are the two of the people that I talk to the most anyway. And I know, but it's Dag and Abby, too. I know, but I don't know them super well. But, like, just in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would pick Slytherin as well. Mm. Not only do I... I, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Not only do we fit in well with that, but there's also the whole you can change people's bigotry from the inside better than you can the outside. Mm. And I think you and I would work on that one. Mm. By the way, I didn't ask you, um, where, did you have any other thoughts on Snape's fast food choices? Because usually you answer your own question. I have no idea. I, I... Sure, I'll second what you said. <laughs> Would you agree he's not the type to order pizza? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so time for voicemails. All 
All right, and we have two voicemails uh, this week, both from Lucy, because she ends up doing a part one and part two. You know, Spotify needs to let us have people leave longer voicemails. Retta, put your phone down. Retta, put your phone down. Step away from the telephone. We do need the option to leave longer voicemails. So that and step away from the telephone. Poor Lucy doesn't have to keep leaving us multiple. Retta, stop looking at your phone. <laughs> I understand the ADHD monster is getting its best of you, but step away from the phone. <laughs> All right, here's number one. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy, and I'm... It's Lucy, and I'm... Hi, everyone. It's Lucy, and I'm so glad to hear about all those amazing experiences you had at Leaky. Congratulations on getting all those new followers and growing your platform. You ladies absolutely deserve that. Also, Michelle, you don't need to apologize for tearing up. I actually really appreciate that you did. A lot of the time when I see or hear people online, they seem disconnected from the version of the world I see day-to-day. They almost feel invincible, untouchable by the sort of things that I experience. But emotion is one of the universal human connectors that not everyone expresses in the same way, but we do all feel it. So seeing really cool online people like yourself have a moment of emotion makes me feel more connected to you. And I realize that you're not invincible, and none of us is (laughs) invincible. We're all just human, and none of us is alone in that. So thank you, Michelle. I'll be back soon in part two. Can I go ahead and comment? Please do. I was hoping you would pause between them to, to respond to that. Lucy, let me let you tell you that that alone made me tear up. Um, for multiple reasons. You know, I, we're new to being creators. Um... And in a way, while we're not, you know, active on TikTok at all, this is somewhat a form of content creator. Um, and sometimes I wonder if we're allowed to be human. I mean, we do have our, our moments where we're calling each other out and, and stuff like that, but it's all fun. Um, so... You know, and I, I, I do worry about, okay, am I allowed to say this? Am I allowed to show any sort of weakness? Am I allowed to do this? Because you're right, a lot of people don't. And it feels very fake, very plastic. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know we absolutely adore you, Lucy. You're a pet Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm going to get emotional again talking about that. Did you have any thoughts on that, Retta? No, just that, like, I don't know. I People who are fake drive me nuts. And so I really try in my own life, whatever I'm doing, to not be fake myself. And so to get feedback that, like, somebody appreciates and notices that is very meaningful. Very much so. Um, and I think, you know, it, 
if we continue to be real and be who we are, good, bad, and in between, you know, we're just being true to ourselves. And I think that's, that's a big thing right there. Cause it's not always going to be pretty. Mm. So thank you, Lucy. Thank you for almost making me tear up again. Yep. All right. Here's part two. Hi again, still Lucy with part two. And believe me, Retta, all of my voicemails are scripted for maximum efficiency. Otherwise, I would be a bumbling mess. <laughs> Anyways, I've got some questions for you both. First of all, which book or movie in the Harry Potter series makes you think the most? I'm talking deep thoughts, like questioning characters' morality and finding philosophical messages and whatnot. Also, Percy Jackson question, fandom shift. What cabin do you think you'd be in at Camp Half-Blood? In other words, what Greek god or goddess do you think you share the most traits with? I'd say I'm most similar to Apollo in that I love music, drama, and writing. Thank you so much for everything, and keep up the fantastic work. Have a great day. Okay, the fact that you actually take the time to, like, script your voicemails, also impressive. So usually I'm just like, I want to send in a voicemail. What am I going to send in a voicemail about? Uh, I need to do that. I need to get better about sending voicemails to Lucy and Addie. I've not sent one to either of them in a long time. <laughs> anyway, uh, I lost. Oh, which which book makes you think the most? Think. Mm-hmm. I think probably Half Blood Prince. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Because that's where we get the most of, like, Voldemort's backstory. We get a lot more character development for, like, the trio and for Snape. There, There's a lot of hidden subtleties layered in that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, and... There's a lot that you have to unpack. And you mentally have to pause and stop yourself from moving forward in the book and think and go, okay, I just read this. This contradicts what I read before. Why does this contradict? Um, And it's not that it's really contradictory because it's not. It's more of we're seeing more of the character. Yeah. What has this character and, gone through up to this point? To Right. And everything we thought we knew ended up being, and you and I said this in, in the panel, um, and I think both of our panels at LeakyCon, and we've said it before on the podcast, this story is written from the viewpoint of Harry. So when we're looking back at memories and we're looking at the past, we're seeing not the perception of a child. We're seeing what really happened. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, okay. Let's go into her other question. Oh, man. 
I, I honestly don't know my answer to this. And I, like, I remember listening to our voicemail when we got it several days ago, being like, I need to think of my answer to this. And then I completely forgot to be thinking about it. Okay. Do you want to go first? No, I, I want you to go first. <laughs> well, I took a quiz once that said Athena. Which, like, I mean, maybe kind of, because I'm not, like, like, I have a fair amount of street smarts and book smarts. But as far as, like, defining characteristics go, I don't know that my intelligence would be a defining characteristic for me. And so I'm almost inclined to say, like, is it, is it Hermes that has all the people that are just kind of, like, here, there, mm-hmm. everywhere, going yep. all the time. I could kind of see that. Okay. Um, I if if I had to guess for you, by the way, mm-hmm. I would have probably picked Athena for you. Really? Yeah. Okay. I could. Yeah. If the quiz and you were saying that, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um can you can you guess before I answer this? Can you guess which cabin I would be in? I saw your answer on a Facebook post a couple weeks ago, so I don't have to guess. I know. Hades. Yeah. That tracks. I, mean, I Wow. Okay. Well, okay. First off, if, if you guys, you know, if any of our listeners do not know much about mythology, Hades is not what we call in Christianity the devil. And he was not evil. And he's not even really like we see in the Disney Hercules movie. That's not, it's completely no. different in the Percy Jackson series and in Greek mythology. And, and Greek mythology is not even accurate with Percy Jackson. Like, I, if you look at the true mythology, um, and this is where Roman mythology and Greek get a lot of crossover, and people think that the Roman version is the more accurate one, but the Greek version was around first. <laughs> um, Persephone chose to be with Hades. Mm-hmm. It was her mom that did not like it. Her mom that went to Zeus and went, mm, yep, nope. Um, Don't like that. Yes. And Zeus, being Persephone's dad, was like, uh, fine. Um, But Hades was, I'm not, maybe not the only, but one of the only monogamous gods. Mm -hmm. He was loyal and faithful to Persephone. Now, it is up for debate whether they had children or not, but he was not known to be promiscuous, which I think is a very good thing when you look at mythology and you see Zeus, who has affair upon affair upon affair upon affair, who fathered half of mankind, if you look at mythology-based studies. It was pretty bad. Right? And then you have Hades, who was like, no, I'm, I'm married to this woman over here, and I'm going to stick with her because I love her. 
that's very oh yeah you actually take marriage seriously that's so cute <laughs> right could you teach your brother that trick I mean, probably not. I don't think um, anybody can teach Zeus how to do that. Or Anyway, right. I'm going to stop talking now. Right. But Hades, for those who don't know, was just god of the underworld. And it didn't matter if you were good or bad. You went to the underworld. And then that's where you would either be punished or you would live, you know, your days out in the Elysian fields. Um, but he was the ruler of all the dead. And that is a job that I think took its toll on him. But where he could have been spiteful and hateful, he wasn't. And I view that as being very... Um, it's just How do I put it? Brave of him. Hmm big undertaking it is literally undertaking (laughs) (laughs) so funny Um, but yeah definitely definitely not a bad guy so i would i would pick hades yeah fits Mm -hmm. yeah all right uh we do have some comments here on uh Spotify for podcasters. And I love how that we still have it as comments from Anchor Anchor <laughs> comments from Anchor in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Because we still call it Anchor. Um we asked what are your primary and if you know it, secondary Hogwarts houses? And we had three responses. Do you want to go through those or you want me to go through them? I am working on pulling them up. <laughs> have them right here okay i'll just let you read them then are you sure yeah okay from lucy lucy says ravenclaw or either hufflepuff or slytherin still not sure about my secondary house ha 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 fantastic fantastic episode as always lucy uh red and i talked about this i'm viewing your second one as hufflepuff so yeah um James Patton said, I'm a Slytherin or Ravenclaw. It would probably end up being a hat stall. Okay. I can respect that. And Addie. Addie says, Hufflepuff and Gryffindor. Which absolutely tracks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then we also had, um, which I found this very interesting you had put up um the poll of what is your primary hogwarts house this is and so we had funny five to me. <laughs> we had five votes we had number one we had go ahead we had one hufflepuff one slytherin and three ravenclaw no gryffindor which is hilarious <laughs> I find I do find that absolutely hilarious. So like I'm at least glad that people like take us seriously when we say like Gryffindor common room is for everybody, every house, not just for Gryffindors, but I just yeah. 
am very amused by this. Not going to lie. That is very amusing. That is very, very amusing. All right. I do have a quick shout out. Um, and I don't remember if we did this last week, but it even if I did, it bears repeating. Uh, my coworker, David, thank you for being an awesome friend and coworker. You know, David has only watched, I believe, the first three movies. I think he's on number four, or he's watched number four. We, we just talked about it the other night. And he's already listening to our podcast. Oh, And he's really into it. And he's like, hey, I loved that episode. Um, and then there are a few, he's like, yeah, I started to listen to it here at work when I was cleaning and realized I probably shouldn't be listening to that here. <laughs> Hey, you know, we, A, we don't swear, which there are times that's saying something. Especially for me. B, we keep it family friendly, which, again, especially for you is saying something. (laughs) Y'all do not want to know some of the stuff I've had to edit out. What would you rather, or who would you meet, and what would you do? <laughs> that was your fault. I asked. <laughs> I did not ask who you would do. Okay, that's what you just said. That is not what I asked. It was intended to be an innocent question that would have been directed at a guest, and said guest was not there, and I didn't think I needed to come up with another question, and clearly I was wrong. <laughs> Y'all will find out about this in our outtakes episode, which is not going to be family friendly. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. That one will be correctly labeled as NC-17. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it, it is not PG. That is. <sighs> it's rated R. And then there's just like random clips of me being like I don't like being sick or other random stuff like that. Lucy had a bloopers episode a couple weeks ago. That was absolutely hilarious. I need to go listen to that. Yeah, it made me feel a little bit better to be honest. Just a little bit. Um <laughs> Yeah, but ours right now is like 30 minutes of just unhinged outtakes chaos. But I will. We will be releasing at some point. That might be that might be like a holiday special type thing. <laughs> Merry Christmas from us. <laughs> Here is unedited but, chaos. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um. Back to David. David, thank you so much for your support and your enthusiasm and your excitement when you talk about it really makes me smile. And I hope you know that. And yeah, I just, David is such a good guy. Aww. You'd like him a lot, right? He's, he's just so sweet and so kind and he wouldn't say it if he didn't mean it. No, I know that's the best part. He's not the type to lie. I, yeah. Well, you couldn't be friends with him if he did. Cause Yeah. No, no, I couldn't. 
but he de- he's not the type either to try to make me feel better mm. about an episode either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's being sincere. So, David, thank you for all of your support. Um, and then, again, another shout-out to everyone that has started listening to us since LeakyCon. Again, thank you so much. Um, watching us grow and looking at our analytics and seeing what's going on has been a nice reminder of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. So. And I did want to also mention again uh, the fundraiser that I'm doing. There was somebody named Sarah who donated to that and I don't recognize the last name. So if you're from on here, shout out to you. Um, I guess I should explain the fundraiser that I'm doing. Um, I, as a type one diabetic, um, I'm doing the JDRF one walk that's coming to Colorado in September. Uh, it's happening on September 17th. Um, and like my costuming group is going to be like there to take pictures with people and just to kind of support the walk. But then I'm also going to be like actually doing the walk in my costume. Um, and I was able to hit my fundraising goal of $250, uh, largely thanks to that generous donation from Sarah, as well as a couple of others. So thank you so, so much, Sarah. I really, really appreciate that. Um, and if you're listening, I just really appreciate your support. And if anybody else is interested in supporting that, like, please do not feel obligated at all. But the link for that is in our uh, show notes uh, under our link tree. All right. Yeah, do definitely please go donate. Um, definitely good cause. So, all right. Well, I guess that wraps up today's. Yeah, we're, we said we were going to keep these shorter, and now we're five minutes shy of two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, bad news for all of y'all. Um, every other week, I'm going to be the one doing the editing. (laughs) I apologize in advance. (laughs) I'm going to have so much fun with that. To be fair, there's a lot of things that I had to learn the hard way that I can now pass on to you. Like volume. Loudness normalization. It's a wonderful button that I did not know existed until like three or four months into this. And I can Wait, tell you, you actually, from the start. You actually want me to do a good job of this? I was just going to have fun with it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take it seriously, I promise. I was going to say, you are not undoing all of this hard work that you did at LeakyCon. You were the main one that was networking. <laughs> Turd. <laughs> you love me. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, by the way, guys, um, the panel submissions have opened for next year's LeakyCon. I am submitting uh, panels. Like we've said, Retta will not be there. I will be hosting with other people. I will not be doing any panels on my own because I am not that insane. I am insane, but not that insane. So there we go. Um, and as soon as I know about those, uh, we will keep you guys posted. Probably won't find out about those until, like, 
Because what we found oh, out about ours in like March no, or April. Letting, nope, they said they're going to let people know early this year. Oh. They're yeah. Actually, never mind. I'm going to stop. Yeah, please do. I would like to actually, you know, have them say, oh, yes, of course you can join us. Brat. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm your host, Michelle. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. You're a brat. You know that, right? Are you looking at your phone again? Huh? We will catch your phone again. Right up. Let's calm down.